Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mark Burnell and Dave Wydell is on the air. Every Tuesday, Mark and Dave dissect and debate the Jags and the National Football League like no other program in Northeast Florida. Be a part of the show via the phone lines at 448-0930. That's 448-0930. Or by sending the guys your question via the Twitterverse to NFL Biz Manager and M underscore Brunel 8. Here they are. The greatest center QB combo in Jags history. Mark Burnell and Dave Wydell. Welcome, Jacksonville. You're listening to Dave Wydell and my quarterback, greatest quarterback ever in Jaguar history, Mark Burnell. You're listening to The Snap. Thanks for joining us tonight. It's a rainy night. We're not at Sea Chasers tonight. Back in the studio, but we'll be out and about soon enough. Jaguars not going to be out and about soon enough in Jacksonville after dropping a devastating game to the L.A. Rams. This team is now back to 3-3. Three and three. Uh, Once again, up and down and up and down and up and down. And that's good if you're on a seesaw, but no good if you're playing for a team that's guided by our former guy, Tom Coughlin. Mark, how the heck are you? The Jaguars back to three and three. What is going on, partner, inside at Everbank? Uh, Where do we start, Dave? Let me ask you, would you take eight and eight this season? Yes. You take eight and eight. Yes, that would be above my prediction. That is the course we are on right now. The only thing consistent. Hold on, let me do the math for a second. Think about it. Yeah. Yes. Eight and eight. Yeah, I've got eight and eight. Consistent about this football team is our inconsistency. (laughs) I mean, some days we show up, we beat the Pittsburgh Steelers in their place, and some days we lose to the Jets. Some days we lose to the Rams. Now the Rams, good football team. All right, they are they are going to be in the playoffs this year. I believe that. But still. It's not like we couldn't have taken advantage of the opportunities that the Rams presented us. And we'll talk about special teams and defense. We'll break this game down, offense, all of our concerns and all the problems. But, boy, a game in which we could have won. Have you ever seen a game in which a Jacksonville Jaguar team gave up two touchdowns on special team errors? It, I mean, Dave, I think I was in 400 NFL games. I don't, I don't remember them all. Uh, none come to mind. I'm sure it happened, but if it happened in that in 19 years, maybe once or twice. I can't remember it because um, it doesn't happen often. It should never happen. And we're talking about a 17-point swing because of special teams. 17 points. That's a game. That's do you a know, game. Do you know that there has been only one NFL game in which – the winning team gave up two, gave up a kickoff return for a touchdown and a block punt for a touchdown. It's only happened once in the NFL in NFL history, back in 1969. Can no you kidding. believe that? It's no, been I that actually long? can't. I cannot believe that. Wow, wow. So, do you think? What do you think that no our chances of victory any. were going to be? 
yeah, this not- weekend by giving up, I don't know, a kickoff return for a touchdown in what appeared to be a well-placed kick, at least three yards deep in the end zone, and then our special teams. We're going to talk a lot about special teams tonight. I heard you talking to Jeff Kopp, former special teams standout with the Jaguars, on the Mark Brunell show the other night, talking about some of the whims of the special teams. What responsibilities uh, were, were not handled and what the game plan appeared to look like. Because this team apparently cannot win a game if the special teams is losing a game. They're not good enough on offense in spite of Leonard Fournette, the incredible first-round draft pick, who once again, 130-plus yards, most of that coming on his first carry in the game. And that carry was very, very uh, important because it was the it was the response yes. to the poor tackling on the opening kickoff in which the L.A. Rams returned for a touchdown. Let's talk a little bit about standout Leonard Fournette. You know, Leonard, um, and, and that was the word, it was, a, it was a perfect response to that opening kickoff. And uh, he is more than impressed. We've talked about it. And I think he's a young man that's only going to get better. At the, you know, he's a rookie right now who is, our, who is offensively the most important person, without a doubt. I mean, um, the MIP. The most important person. Yeah, not I the like MVP. It. Good. Okay. The MIP. I like that. Um, but it was interesting. He, he, he gets that 75-yard touchdown, which was great. I don't think it surprised anybody because um, his previous run was a 90-yard running to finish the game in, 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 against the Steelers. Yeah, that two-rush average was pretty good. But here's, it, but here's the problem. We love having Leonard Fournette. The problem is, is that as good of a running back as he has become – we really don't have a quarterback that can overcome when Leonard Fournette is shut down. After the long 75-yard run, okay, Wade Phillips, defensive coordinator for the, for the Los Angeles Rams, said, listen, this isn't happening anymore. All right? So after that run, you saw seven in the box, eight in the box, nine in the box, always one more guy that you could, than you could block. Okay? It was based on formations uh, out there by the Jaguars. And Wade, Wade Phillips just said, listen, if you're going to beat us, it's because your passing game is going to beat us. Because we're not going to let Leonard do this anymore. And sure enough, after that 75-yard run, the rest of the game he was held to 55 yards. He finished with 130. All right? And so, I mean, it was brilliant. What you do as a defensive coordinator in the NFL is you take away the best player for the opposing team. For us, it's Leonard Fournette. Wade Phillips did just that. And our passing game is not in a place right now where we can go win a game like that. Dave, you, there's three phases to the Jacksonville Jaguars, every NFL team. It's offense, defense, and special teams. There's only so much you can ask of our defense. At some point, the offense has to carry some load. At some point, the special teams has to carry some load. Defense was great. They gave up 13 points. 13 points, and, in, and sometimes put in really tough situations. So... It's frustrating. I'm frustrated. Jacksonville's frustrated because, again, a game. Listen, if we just tackle, if we just tackle the ball carrier on that kickoff return, if we just block the guy on that punt, we win that football game. We're sitting at four and two instead of a frustrating three and three. Mark Brunel, right here on the snap. You're listening to us live every Tuesday night, six to eight p.m. in the studio tonight at iHeartRadio, the big building. That's right. 
We're having a ball talking about our Jaguars, but lots going on. We will not gloss over the apology that was made by the Jacksonville Jaguars organization in a letter authored by Mark Lamping. We don't know who signed that letter. I don't know if Shad Khan's signature was on there. I don't know if Tom Coughlin's signature on there. Speculation and not an actual question answered is that Mark Lamping wrote that uh, uh, for uh, for Tom Coughlin and Shad Khan, but we don't know exactly what that situation is. <clears throat> what was made clear is this. The only thing that's made clear is this. The Jacksonville Jaguars are have apologized for how they handled the anthem protests in London. Right. Now, I will remind people who are banging the drum right now, I'm never going to another Jacksonville Jaguar game. I'm boycotting the NFL for the re- remainder of my years. Do you know how many Jaguars have kneeled in the last two weeks since London? Zero. 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 Yep. Now, I've gotten mad at my kids from time to time because I'm a good father. And good fathers get mad at their kids when they do something dumb, stupid, or harmful. Mm-hmm. And I will, can be mad at my kids, whom I love more than my wife. I love my kids more than my wife. Okay. But after a while of being mad and seeing that they may have learned a lesson from their screw-ups or if they've or if they've decided to grow up and learned how to handle certain situations in a better way I can't be mad at my kids for the remainder of my life right. I can't be mad at them for more than 48 hours you know in football if you lose you have the 24-hour rule that we all talk about and that's kind of cliche <laughs> right but with your kids, it's more like 48 hours. I can be really mad at my sons for a while. But then I forgive them if I see that they understand the error of their ways. Of course. Not one Jaguar has protested the anthem in the past two weeks after making a big statement in London. And I just want to remind fans of that. Everyone has the freedom of choice. I get it. It's going to be very, very difficult for me to 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 dislike forever for the remainder of the season what the players and this team did, especially after this apology by Lamping. Uh, But I will say this. The best players in the league, the guys who get it, understand that their point has been made. They've gotten the attention that they were seeking, I believe. And now I hope they move on to more constructive speech, talking about it, uh, the, the NFL, there, there were some owner meetings with players and selected guys in New York today. No change in anthem policy, which right. is players should stand, but I don't think you're ever going to see the NFL tell their player partners what they must do when it comes to the anthem. Yeah, it's, it's interesting right now, and I think what you're seeing is less talk about whether, whether players stand or kneel more talk, and, and really this stems from, from initiatives started out by the league, Roger Goodell and the league. Hey, let's, let's get conversations going. Let's get the public aware of what the players are concerned about, what they want to fight for, what they uh, started out protesting for in the beginning. I think you'll see quite a few PSA campaigns, um, a lot more community involvement, and really just getting the message of, 
of a lot of players, uh, their message out there, uh, allowing them to have a voice, to have a platform. Uh, listen, they're NFL players, you know, and, and people are going are going to listen to them. They are going to have an opportunity to voice their opinions, to talk about what they like and what they don't like about uh, the communities they live in, uh, society as a whole, our nation. So I think you're going to see a lot coming from the players, which is really – um, really, it's it's Roger Goodell, uh, the NFLPA, and the uh, and the league office saying, "Hey, what can we do to allow our players um, to uh, to voice their concerns?" And so that that is the direction it's going in. You're listening to Dave Wydell and Mark Brunell, the greatest quarterback center tandem in Jacksonville Jaguar history. We're on live here, 68 p.m. every Tuesday night. Here at the studios tonight talking about the Jaguars' devastating loss this weekend to the L.A. Rams. The Rams appear to be going in the direction where we were wanted to be headed. But special teams' mistakes, lack of a exciting run game after that first rush by Leonard Fournette, and some mistakes by Blake Bortles, the quarterback, in the fourth quarter kept it from happening. Right now we go out. The National Anthem by one of the finest renditions ever by Whitney Houston. You're listening Dave Wydell, Mark Burnell, right here on the snap. Come on back. And now more of the snap with Mark Brunel and Dave Wydell, courtesy of Recovery Zone, right here on Sports Radio 930, SportsRadio930.com, and the iHeartRadio app. You're back listening to the snap here on Sports Radio 930, 4480930 to join us tonight. We'll actually open up the phone lines in the second hour if you're uh, still with us, and we will have a ball. It's Brunel and Wydell here on the snap. We're as perplexed as you are. We're as frustrated as you are. I'm no longer going to be frustrated about the anthem protest, though, because there were less than 20 guys that knelt or did something out of the ordinary. Throughout the league? Throughout the league. Seven San Francisco 49ers. Marshawn Lynch, who just doesn't count. He doesn't care about anything. (laughs) He's just... He's a... And a few other guys. (laughs) And a few other guys. But I, I remind you that our Jacksonville Jaguars are not participating. They're doing the unity uh, arm thing, which, of course, I probably wouldn't have done. But You wouldn't have locked arms with me? Yes, you would have. With you, if you asked, I would have because I, I knew I didn't want to hurt your feelings made, back then. You, and I know, the, you, you don't want to you don't want to break a quarterback's self-esteem before the first sack that you give up. <laughs> you wait till after the third. Correct, sack you exactly. Give up. <laughs> but we're seeing the same thing that you are fans. Of course, there's a lot less fans out there seeing it because there are only 56,000 in the stadium. Oh, you went there. Uh, I had to. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, it's a fact, and clearly the vibe from the community, especially the military community here, is that people were upset about the anthem protests, and nowhere has it been felt more than right here in Jacksonville. Mark Lamping responded to that with a letter today that he says was authored on October 6th. If you're buying that, I've got some I've got some land for you uh, down uh, near Marsh Landing that still is swampland, and I'd like to talk to you about it. Um, this 
this is this is this is, had had gotten out of control. I'm just hoping that at some point we can we can look at football again and enjoy it the way that we did and hope that the players do something constructive. But guys that are doing something constructive right now, at least offensively, are Leonard Fournette. And when you look at the statistics, I think they're a little bit deceptive, Mark. Yeah, I would agree with that. Those you look the, at the, the big runs, you're right. The plus 125 yards, 135, the 150 or 60 last week, just two big runs. And people will say it doesn't matter how you get your rushing yardage. I don't believe that. I don't believe that if Doug Marone's going to try to sell me that. I don't believe that if Nathaniel Hackett's going to sell sell me that. I'm not going to believe it if Tyrone Wheatley, who is the running backs coach from Michigan, tries to sell that. I don't buy it, and neither does Tom Coughlin. After the first big run, Mark, 75 yards, which is great timing great. because it answered the opening kickoff return for a touchdown. How many yards after that did we rush for? 55. Well, uh, Leonard rushed for 55. Chris Ivory had a couple nice runs. Chris Ivory, um, he had some nice runs. Um, but Le- Leonard got 130. Now, to your point, 130 yards, uh, if you don't turn the ball over, okay, which we did, okay, I'm not saying this is one of those situations, but if you don't turn the ball over and and rush for 130 yards, that's a win. 90% of the time, you're winning that's a, a good football stat. game. That's a great stat, an excellent stat. Uh, you know, a reminder that uh, Blake had some yards. Chris Ivory had some some yardage. So we had a good day on the ground, but yet we didn't we didn't win the football game. Um, and to your point, Dave, that seventy five yard touchdown was very deceiving. It was very deceiving because after that, listen, the Rams and this is concerning going forward. The Rams shut our running game down. They absolutely did, which had everything to do with us not winning that football game. Leonard Fournette is a special talent. Agreed. Absolutely. What's and they're going to lean on him as much as they can. Oh yeah, yep. What got exposed was the offensive line again this weekend. They really did five sacks, and <clears throat> and we had only given up uh, five sacks up to that point in the previous five games, and uh, and so listen, it just wasn't a good day. It, it wasn't. I think the only thing we did well, as far as the Jags are concerned was pass defense. Jared Goff throwing for 124 yards, 11 of 21 or something like that. It wasn't a good day for him. That's the only thing we did well. We didn't we didn't we I don't think we ran the ball particularly well other than the big run by Leonard. They gave up 100 plus yards to Gurley. Yeah, Gurley ran the ball well. Uh, uh rush defense, run defense by the Jaguars was not great. Just wasn't a good day. It wasn't a good day and yet still it was close. We we got it into the fourth quarter. You know, we had some opportunities. That turnover, you know, I mentioned hurt us quite a bit, which is frustrating as heck to have that to have that interception late in the fourth quarter. Like that, that. interception but, wasn't all Blake's fault, and and this isn't a show about fault. Right, we're not here to cast blame. Everyone who watches the game at the stadium, or watches the replay, or watches the red zone, understands which guys made critical errors at bad times in the game. Mercedes Lewis. I think this OBJ thing, Odell, and if you don't know who I'm talking about, I'm talking about Odell Beckham Jr., who is now going to miss the remainder of the season with ankle surgery, has made so many circus catches with one hand. 
He's kind of made a cottage industry out of it. But I'll tell you what, there's very few guys that can actually do that. Yeah. And I think it's turned this league into a bunch of guys who want to catch the ball with one hand and have forgotten the most basic fundamental technique of stretching out and putting two hands on a thrown football. And it disgusts me. And Mercedes threw out one hand. His other arm wasn't pinned against his body by the defender. He could have put two hands out there, but instead he decided to volleyball, pop it up into the air so that the (laughs) defenders could take it, that our opponents could take the ball and seal the game with that interception. And yes, is some of that on Blake? I'm going to say yes, but it wasn't that poorly thrown a ball. It wasn't behind him. He threw it in a place where only his tight end, his big tight end with long arms and long fingers, I think could have made a better effort and gotten two hands on the ball. Okay, can I, I hate now? the fact I that now? I see this. Go ahead. All right. I'm, I'm always going to be harder on the quarterbacks, but okay. I'm going to completely disagree with you on this one. Is Mercedes playing? Is he going to be on the Mark Brunell show next week? Well, you know what? That is that what it is? That's not a bad idea. You know, I don't know why listen, you're going that way. Listen, the, the quarterback's job is, 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 <clears throat> is twofold, all right? Make good decisions and be accurate, okay? I didn't like the decision. Okay, I, I didn't like the decision. He I catches mean, it, it's the first down. If he catches the first down, but but I didn't like the decision because uh, Mercedes was on a, a, a drag route, a, cr- uh, a shallow cross. Was he on the left side route. of the formation and, and sprinting to the right yes, side of the field? Yes, there was somebody trailing him and there was someone out in front. I thought it was tight. There's two guys in the vicinity of where Blake decided to go. Okay, He had his man beat. He had, he his, had his man linebacker, beat. linebacker, man on man beat. All right, it's the NFL. I get it, all right? Uh, all, all I know is that there were two guys right around the ball, okay? The second thing, and most important is, if you're going to throw it, be accurate. I watched the replay of this game. And Blake's body is moving to the left. His momentum is going to the left, and yet he tries to throw it to the right. Guess what? You're not going to be accurate. If you're throwing a shallow cross or underneath cross, whatever you want to call it, a drag route, you've got, your feet have to be headed in the direction you're throwing. And 95% of your throws, that should be the case. Your feet have to be right. Your body has to be right. You throw with your lower body. You throw with your legs. Your front foot has to be pointed towards your target. You've got to step towards your target when you throw. Transfer your weight and follow through. When you're going to the left and you're throwing to the right, that ball's not going to go. Was Blake under pressure, moving to the left, or was that, or was he sprinting out? Even if he was, no, he wasn't sprinting out. He was in the pocket. And uh, listen, if and here's the thing: if you can't throw that, if you can't get your body going in the direction and use the proper fundamentals, then don't throw it. So I put that on Blake, and uh, I had a tough time with that one. Listen, we're okay. we're we're driving, we're moving the ball. This couldn't have been a worse time for it for a turnover, okay? And uh, and, and that was frustrating. And it was and when you're with the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Every day, we rise. Challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. 
agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. To run a full speed as a receiver, okay, it's hard to run full speed and put two hands out. Um, I, I, you see guys put one hand out, the ball got tipped, and it went right to the, to the corners, uh, right into his chest. Mm-hmm. And it, it was bad. So I, I'm going to put that entirely on Blake on that, that, uh, that interception. You're listening to Brunel and Wydell here on The Snap. When we come back, I'll tell you what my conversation was like with Blake Bortles in the postgame while he was watching Doug Marone during his press conference. That was kind of interesting. You're listening to Brunel and Wydell right here. On The Snap. Come on back. And now, more of The Snap with Mark Burnell and Dave Wydell on Sports Radio 930 and SportsRadio930.com. The accountability that started in the fourth quarter of the season last year with Gus Bradley being asked to to leave reared its ugly head today as the organization signed a new kicker and let Jason Myers hit the road. Jason Myers missed a few kicks. All 54, a couple 54 yarders. And actually missed a kick that he had to repeat. The 40 yarder that he made, he missed the first one. But the Rams had made the mistake of calling a timeout just before the kick. They shouldn't have because he missed that one. But Jason Myers hits the road. New quarterbacks, new kickers in town. Doug Marone can tell the world that he is holding people accountable. What do you think about the kicker situation, Mark? Where do we go next? Oh, you know what? I think there's probably a lot of Jaguar fans that are thrilled about getting a new kicker. Um, uh, A lot of frustration with Jason Myers and, you know, his numbers, uh, field goals, 81%, maybe uh, PATs, 86%. I could be off. What's interesting is, you know, everyone's excited about this Josh Lambeau kid. Uh, Texas A&M, three-year guy, was cut early September from the Chargers. It's not like his numbers are a lot different. They're about the same. It's a lateral move. I think that people are excited and, hey, great move, Tom, great move, Doug Barone, finally. Listen, if he was that good of a kicker, that joker would be on a roster right now. So... Hey, listen, if if, it were, if he kicks well, it, it's a great move. If he misses a couple field goals, PATs, guess what? We're going to hate him too, all right? And he won't be around long. Uh, Jason Myers was here a long time, a lot longer than a lot of people thought he should have been. Um, I, don't think the, I don't think Josh Lambeau is going to have that luxury. You better show up this Sunday and uh, because every week you're earning the right to stick around for another seven days. And so – it's a lateral move. I think it's the right move because we, we did need to do something, Dave. I, I thought so. Uh, it's a tough call to make. I get it uh, because Jason Myers, he did have a leg. You know, for the most part, kickoffs were not a problem. But uh, anyway, yeah, we'll see. If he makes them all and he goes on to have a good season, great move. If not, we'll be finding another kicker in, in hopes that that guy could fix things. Jason, to blame Jason Myers for the, you know, a lot of people will look at the uh, the cutting of Jason Myers and say, well, there's the blame, there's the accountability. Jason Myers didn't lose this game. I agree with that. You're right. Special teams, his his third of the game. Yep. 
special teams, of which he is a big part of, lost the game because they can't tackle and they can't punt protect. You're exactly right. He missed two. He missed two field goals. Um, Fifty-four yarders, and one of them should never have been attempted. Yeah, listen, fifty-four yard field goals. I mean, uh, just sound, that's that's a long field goal. Those aren't easy. <laughs> You know, I'd like to get Hollis in here and talk a bit. I mean, Hollis would tell you, well, it's no different than the 31-yarder. No, untrue. Hollis, you're wrong. That's not true. Okay? Don't give us that kicker that is speak. That's a patently a patent lie is what that Especially is. Especially when the kid is, is, you know, he's had a lot of pressure on him. And I'm sure there were times in the, you know, since Jason's been here that there were times, ah, should we cut him? You know, I mean, it's, it's really had an up and down time with the, with the Jaguars. But I think it's the right decision, you know. I hope it's the right one. I hope no, this well, Labo we, kid we hope is good. it's the right one. But the, the bigger problem is special teams. And yeah, you're right. You know, we've had we had some starters playing on special teams in the first five games. Uh, not so much in this game. You know what's interesting about the special teams too, Dave? You know, I watch I watched the the replay of the kickoff return. Um, and, and listen, if there there's there's one safety that's in a position just to simply make the tackle, okay? And he lunge, he ducks his head and lunges. It looked like one of my high school kids out there. I could have sent one of my high school kids out there yeah, to miss. And I mean, we got him pinned on the sidelines, and he kind of sneaks out there and he scores. Goodness sakes! I mean, I could understand it if, listen, they kicked it. It was a middle return, and the Rams did a great job blocking. Maybe there was one missed arm tackle. We had him pinned on the side. On the sideline. This doesn't happen. And nowhere to go but on we the sideline. We had sideline. a guy that wasn't even blocked. It was in position. He ducks his head, and he and he whiffs. And the guy gets to the sideline and scores. So it wasn't just a – it wasn't a great play by the Rams. This is the best way to put it. It wasn't a great play by the Rams. It was a horrible play by our kickoff team. Let's go to the punt. It's a numbers game. You're counting. All right. Whether they do it from the inside out, out or the outside in, whatever. Everyone's responsible for Everyone whomever is up there rushing the punt. And I don't know who it is. I'm not. You know, I'm, I'm not on that punt team. I'm not watching the tape. I'm not a coach. But there's one joker that either went the wrong way, counter wrong, or something. Simply missed his guy. That's what happens when punts get blocked. And when punts get blocked, it's it's a killer. It is an absolute. It's the killer. worst sound in football. It, it, well, it is a horrible sound. If you're you're a punter, I mean, you talk about being in a in a dangerous position. But to get a punt blocked and for them to score, and to still have an opportunity in the fourth quarter to at least tie this football game, it's amazing. We're fortunate to, that it was a game, you know, until late in the fourth quarter, considering those two special teams plays. Four four eight zero nine thirty. You join us here on the snap. We're talking about the Jaguars. Talking about what what went right and what went wrong, and of course uh, the kicker getting blamed. As let's go, stay on special teams. Okay, right, I, I, I'm on a roll here. Okay, because I don't. This isn't a Jason Myers thing. It isn't. It isn't one player on kickoff or one player. How about our punter? How about the 16 yard punt? Oh. Yes, we did forget about Dave, the, the Dave, shanked punt. Dave, you could punt 16 yards. Yes. Even you. Well, 16 like the, plus my 10 yards back. Yeah, I can kick it 26 yards. You could you could kick it. I mean, and, and listen, poor technique. And, and listen, Brad Norman, I mean, he owned it at the end. He said, listen, it was poor technique. I, I just blew it. I just blew it. That's unacceptable. I like when players do that. They own it. Okay? I made the mistake. Um, so, listen, special teams all around. It was just It's just frustrating to watch. It's frustrating because if just three or four guys just do their job, maybe just one or two do their job, 
do what they're paid to do. We're four and two right now. Instead of being just completely frustrated, wondering about this football team, talking about week in and week out, you know, the inconsistencies. Just one or two guys, Dave. We're in a di- different position. How about if you're coaching? How about if you're Doug, Mar- Doug Marone? You know, he had a quote recently, you know, I, I really like this football team. You do? Do you really? <laughs> it drive me crazy. This football team drive me crazy. Yes, up and down every week. I because you have the ability to be very, very good. You could very easily be 5-1 and one right now. You could. And I know it's the NFL and you are what you are, whatever, what people say. But, man, you've got, the, you've got a chance to have a really good football team. And, and uh, we're just not playing like a really good football That's team That's Mark right Brunell on the Jaguars here on the Snap on Sports Radio 930. Um, you spoke of Doug Marone and mentioned Doug Marone said he liked this team. Yeah. Let me tell you who might not like this team. There were a lot of unhappy, upset players in the locker room as reported by my mole inside the locker room. (laughs) And when we come back on the snap, I'll tell you some of the things that were overheard, some of the things that were said, the environment inside of the locker room after the special teams appeared to lay one out there, lay a big, fat, Bad performance on a weekend that they couldn't afford it. You're listening to Brunel and Whitell on the snap. Not kneeled for the anthem since London. But I understand if you're going to hold a grudge for a long time. I get it. My son's a Marine stationed in Romania. I understand the emotional part of it. But I don't understand the academic part of it. Our guys are no longer doing an anthem protest. And yet, I think this is going to affect this team for a long time throughout the offseason. And I love Whitney Houston. Rest in peace. <laughs> My wife loves this. thinks this is the finest rendition of our national anthem ever performed. And remember, Whitney performed this at one of the Super Bowls with her white bandana on. And she was just incredible. I only wish she was here to do it again. Because I don't think there's any way you could kneel if you were listening to Whitney Houston bat out this tune. Hmm. You're listening to Brunel and Wydell. Thanks for rejoining us here on Sports Radio 930. You're listening to The Snap. And I can tell you, after the game, there were a lot of unhappy players. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. 
That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. There are a lot of frustrated players and a lot of angry players in that locker room. And I think that anger was pointed at the special teams, Mark. There's no doubt that players were talking about using that word accountability again. And sometimes I think when the players, individual players, talk about accountability, it somehow turns into finger pointing a little bit. It can. You get into the dangerous area, that dangerous zone of, I got my guy, why didn't you tackle that guy on kickoff return? I got my guy, why didn't you block that guy on our blocked punt? I got my guy, why didn't you do what you were supposed to do and move the ball in the fourth quarter? There was a little of that You could feel it, huh? Happening. In that locker room. It was different than just your normal post-loss frustration, up, down, disappointment. Up, down. Yeah. I mean, it's human nature. I mean, that's that's uh, that happens often, you know, and it's probably this – if it's happening now, it's, it's not the only place. I imagine in Cleveland, San Francisco, when you're losing – this team is way better than those two teams. There's no question, and, and which which would they bench their to, starting quarterback? Which would lead you to to believe that they know that they're better, and so why are they getting these outcomes? Which leads to a lot of lot of frustration. And listen, it's hard to it's hard to combat that. You know, it's hard to you know when when there's you it's 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 tangible longer. You can feel it. You know, guys are frustrated and they're angry with this player and that player and. And uh, you, you do your best to try to stay together and stay positive. But, man, when you're losing games, you should win. That's tough to do. Is it because this defense knows they're the real deal now? Oh, I mean, listen, we're assuming that there's, there's some significant frustration. And, and, and Listen, I, I don't know if there is or not. I know but, there is. Okay, you know there is. It, it, if you're the defense and you're thinking, golly, I, we, we can't do this. All on our own because they can't. At some point, special teams will have to do their jobs. And listen, that two touchdowns in special teams—that's an anomaly. That didn't—that didn't happen. They'll get better and that'll be fine. But if I'm a defensive player, all right, I'm really frustrated with the offense. And it's not like—and I, I think the guys in the defense understand. You—you you, you put a bunch of guys in the box, and Leonard Fournette's not going to rush. You know. For 200 yards when he's facing eight and nine man boxes, okay. Impossible. I think, I think the frustration's going to come where, when they do load the box, you got to be able to throw the football, and and we are not able to do that. And I'm not putting this all on Blake. I will not, okay, because it's not fair. Allen Robinson, the only person Allen's that can in- stretch the field effectively and consistency consistently, got hurt on the, his first offensive play from scrimmage. You know, and and listen, the pass protection wasn't there. Uh, we're not getting separation with the other guys. They're not, you know, it's not a bad receiving core in my opinion, but we're just not getting it done. When guys are open, Blake's not getting it to him, or he's getting sacked. Um, you know, when he when he does have a clean pocket, guys are covered, or there's drop passes, or you know, Portis. It, so. That's that's the definition of a really bad passing game when you just simply can't get anything right. No, they really didn't get a lot right this weekend. And the defense, I think, as a whole, is becoming very, very frustrated because when we look at the parts, when we look at the value add from the offensive side of the ball to the defensive side of the ball to the special teams, the special teams have been suspect since training camp. i got to tell you, I mean, think about it. Yeah. The extra points missed. By, I mean, let's narrow it down to Jason Myers. Right. Jason Myers didn't lose his job this weekend. His job was in question since the preseason. 
the missed extra points, the missed field goals. And when that bleeds into the regular season because you're unwilling to go out and get another kicker and cut your losses, you're going to have him lose a game for you, just like he did against the New York Jets. Mm-hmm. This week, it just it just got to the point where the, the pimple burst. That's kind of what has gone on here. And when you look at the other two remaining sides of the ball, offensively and defensively, this defense gives you playoff level, at most times, performance. Yes. Calais Campbell might lead the league in sacks this year. He's got eight right now. One one short of his uh, career high, which is nine. Well, I don't know where that came from. Um, let's face it; it's it's difficult to get sacks in this league. It's difficult to do it consistently, and he is. I, I think Calais Campbell is very very comfortable inside of this defense and what they ask him to do. I think that he likes playing next to the guys that he's playing with. Mm-hmm. I think they help him get his sacks. But I'll tell you what. I've seen that guy, if he's one-on-one with a guy that he's just a little bit more talented than, he's going to dominate that player. There's no question. Uh, his physical gifts, being six foot eight, 310 pounds, very well put together, um, he's going to be almost unstoppable. Yep. So when you look at it and you realize that you've got one side of the ball taken care of on defense. There are still positions to upgrade, but I'll tell you what, there are no glaring deficiencies at any of the starting defensive positions, and they have a nice rotation with Ngakwe and Fowler and others. They do. But on offense, a little different it story, seems coach. we're so far away still because this offense when it needs a drive, when it needs a five, six-minute drive and a score, we can't rely on this offense coached by Nathaniel Hackett to get it done. Yeah, it's tough. You know, you watch the games and you get into third down. And and listen, third and manageable, you know, third, three, four, five, those are, those are manageable downs. But you get up a third and eight and third and ten. Sometimes, you know, there's third and – 12s, which are obviously statistically, you're, you're probably not going to be able to overcome. But you got to make some of those. You've got to have a passing game, at least confidence enough in the passing game to drop your quarterback, you know, three step, five step, you know, seven step, whatever it is, and have enough confidence to really push the ball down the field. Trust that he's going to recognize the coverage, get through his progression, you know, get the ball there on time and be accurate. You got to have a, a quarterback, and you hope that you have a quarterback that. Listen, you don't ask that of him every time. But what we seem to be doing every time, or at least it feels like every time, is just a, a it's a screen. It's a it's a, it's a gimmick screen out to to the to the wide receiver. It's a screen to the running back. It's just you know, it's very very clear watching the game that we don't have the confidence in our quarterback to on third and 7 to really drop back and just and just simply make a throw. We're one of the worst teams in the NFL in third down uh, conversion percentage really struggling in that area, you know, and 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 that's hurting. You know, there's not a lot of confidence. This team doesn't have a lot of confidence in our quarterback. It's evident by throwing only 14 times against the Pittsburgh Steelers, and it's evident by you know just the the approach on third down and different down. We're so we're so gimmicky. You know, 
listen, some of those some of those things work. Sometimes they work, but we're in a position where we don't really have a drop back passing game, at least one that we feel comfortable enough to have our quarterback do it time and time again. It's really I mean, we're we're really falling short there. Let's wrap up our number one, talking about the box score. Twenty seven to seventeen loss to the LA Rams right here in our backyard. Goff did it last year's one of the last year's first round draft picks. 11 on 11 of 21, only completed 52% of his passes for less than 125 yards, one touchdown. We threw it around much more, 23 for 35, completing 50, 65% of Blake's passes, one touchdown, one devastating interception. That did not help. Leonard Fournette uh, led all rushers with 130 yards on 21 carries. Nice average, but... Most of that being in that 75-yard run in the first offensive play of the game. Todd Gurley, uh, the outstanding running back from South Carolina, 23 carries, 116 yards, uh, was consistent for the Rams. This is not enough, folks. We're going to look at the receiving stats a little later in hour number two, and you're not going to be happy. Uh, this team is going is frustrated this community and this fan base in a couple of different ways and whether it was the anthem protests and what happened in London supported by owner Shad Khan while he supported and allowed his players to kneel in London and then stand uh, during God Save the Queen amassed a bunch of angry angry season ticket holders and fans we're hoping that they'll do everything they can to bring them back but the best way to do that is to play winning football You're listening on the way out of hour number one. Make sure to stay with us for hour number two. Let's hear a little bit more of Another One Bites the Dust. It's Dave Wydell, Mark Burnell. Thanks for joining us here on Sports Radio 930. We'll be right back in hour number two talking about the Jaguars' next opponent as we face Jacoby Brissett, not Andrew Luck, the Indianapolis Colts. Dave Wydell and Mark Burnell. On the snap. WFXJ AM Jackson WWJK HD2 Green Cove Springs. Brought to you by Anajar and Levine. If you've been in an accident, call the law firm of Anajar and Levine at 1 800 747 free. Fox Sports trending now. In one hour on Fox Sports 1, you will see Game 4 of the American League Championship Series between the Astros and Yankees. The Strohs are up at the ALCS two games to one. Sonny Gray is on the mound for the Yankees, trying to even the series at two apiece. Lance McCullers throws for Houston. Hugh Darvish on the mound tonight for the Dodgers in Game 3 of the NLCS against the Chicago Cubs. LA is up 2-0 with Game 3 tonight at Wrigley. Cubs countering with Kyle Hendricks. That's at 9 o'clock Eastern time. There will be no changes right now to the NFL's policy on the national anthem, which states the players should stand for the anthem. Reps from the NFL Players Union and current players took part in productive meetings today, they say. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
and all sides are expected to meet again soon. Well, tonight's opening night in the NBA, Cavs forward LeBron James remains a game-time decision for their matchup against the Celtics because of an ankle injury. I'm Dan Beyer. We are As Global Diamonds began to plan our first ever month of giving event, our great state and especially our great city of Jacksonville was tragically impacted by Hurricane Irma. In true Floridian form, Global Diamonds went right to work for our friends and neighbors. And for the entire month of October, we're proud to announce we're partnering with the United Way of Northeast Florida's First Coast Relief Fund. For every engagement ring purchased this month, we'll donate $100 to Florida's First Coast Relief Fund. Or if you're celebrating a different occasion, we've put together a special collection of jewelry inspired by the beauty of coastal Florida and donating another $100 for each purchase from this collection. Join us as we lift up our fellow Floridians this October. It's the month of giving at Global Diamonds. For every engagement ring and every piece from our special Florida collection, we'll donate $100 to the First Coast Relief Fund. Global Diamonds, proud to call Florida home and your source for diamonds, engagement rings, and so much more. Visit us today at the Markets at Town Center between West Marine and REI. Global Diamonds. Peace of mind. It's one of the most important things we can have and sometimes the most elusive. I'm Ellie Anajar from the law offices of Anajar and Levine. Driving our Florida streets may be pleasant, but not always safe. A lot of drivers are not insured or do not have coverage to compensate you if you've been injured in an accident. If you've been involved in an accident, call the law offices of Anna Jar and Levine at 1-800-747-FREE. That's 1-800-747-3733. Office in Jacksonville. Home values have increased as much as 20%, meaning you have equity in your home. If you're thinking about refinancing your mortgage to cash out that equity, make sure you don't pay any closing costs. I'm Robert Palmer, president of RP Funding, home of the No Closing Costs Refinance. Whether you need the equity from your home to pay off credit cards, student loans, or for home improvements, I'll pay all your closing costs when you refinance with RP Funding. Call 855-773-8634 or visit rpfunding.com. NMLS 70168, equal housing opportunity. The Snap with Mark Burnell and Dave Widell is on the air. Every Tuesday, Mark and Dave dissect and debate the Jags and the National Football League like no other program in Northeast Florida. Be a part of the show via the phone lines at 448-0930. That's 448-0930. Or by sending the guys your question via the Twitterverse to NFL Biz Manager and M underscore Brunel 8. Here they are. The greatest center, QB combo in Jags history, Mark Burnell and Dave Widell. best there is plain and simple I mean I wake up in the morning I piss excellence and nobody can hang with my stuff uh, you know I'm just a I'm just a big hairy American winning machine if you ain't first you're last you know what I'm talking about that phrase is trademark not to use outside position Ricky Bobby how do we go from first to second now in the, in our crappy division actually you know what hold on can I can I just uh I just saw something on Twitter go ahead okay uh, a tweet from Adam Schefter the Schnifter. I love Adam. Uh, yeah, I do too. Good guy. <clears throat> Jaguars are releasing kicker Jason Myers and signing former Chargers kicker Josh Lambeau per source. This was 10 
hours ago. Uh, it was liked by none other than Jalen Ramsey. <laughs> <laughs> He's done that before. He's yes, done that he before. Um, oh, that is funny. I'll tell you what. I, I, I like Jalen like Jalen is in favor, apparently. You, we talked about the frustration. And so is probably the most of teams. the roster. Um, <laughs> I heard about the defense being very uh, very upset, but now we're hearing offense uh, was upset and, and you know, kind of directing that anger towards the special teams. And I know uh, special teams coach Joe D. Camillus must have been embarrassed because it, it appeared um, – uh, the cat Aurelius Ben, yeah, the captain of the def of the special, special teams, teams, made a uh, made a statement in the paper and said, you know, Coach D. Camillus had a great plan and we didn't execute it. I mean, they kicked that ball to one third of to to the left side of the field in the opening kickoff. Yeah, it was deep. It, it wasn't. It yep. wasn't in the right spot, and yet on the eight yard line, it was in the right spot. They cut the field. They cut the two thirds of the field off when you they kicked sure the did. ball. Three it yards was a deep perfect kick. I mean, when when he fielded it and started taking it out, I thought oh, he shouldn't have done that. Right. He even went into the, the 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 tip of the spear of the return team. Yeah. He went right into where the biggest cluster of defenders were placed, and yet everyone got blocked. Yep. We had one. Well, not every not everyone got blocked. Ten guys got blocked. Not one guy and just one guy, kind of whiffed. Yes, he did. Yes, uh, and did. it was a little bit embarrassing, i got to say that. I'm not going to go into it more, and some of my colleagues have talked about, not you, some of my colleagues have talked about guys eating worms and those types of things. I won't say that because I'll, I'll never forget me trying to cover interceptions from time to time. You never had to do that. I just, <laughs> what are you talking about? I, yeah, well, I have CTE because of it now. You know, this loss, I, I mean, I, it's uh, it's – this is a tough one for me. I mean, I mean, think about this. We're playing the Los Angeles Rams. They traveled 3,000 miles, okay? Obviously, they're in Southern California. They're traveling more now. Yeah, now they're going on to London. Mm-hmm. They traveled 3,000 miles, all right? Big road trip. You know how hard it was to travel across the country to play. We all, we all did. A challenge for guys. Especially uh, when you come from the West Coast and you come to the East Coast, in the South, and have to play in the humid. It was a hot day. I was out there on the field before. I thought, oh, my goodness. Rams are in the dark dark Navy jerseys. Um, we're just coming off a huge win by the Pittsburgh Steelers. So we, we're playing at home. We have these advantages. They traveled. It's hot. Dark jerseys. We just beat the we Steelers. Had the we had intangible, and, and yet, ah, the intangible are you kidding me? advantages. Yes. yes, we had the advantage. Going into this game... If you'd have said, you know what, the Rams got this win, you're you're crazy. Okay, you don't know football. You weren't doing your homework. All right, this was a game that we we should have won, and it's frustrating to me because I mean, like everyone, we see the potential, we know what we can be, and golly, after six weeks, we win one, we lose, we win, we lose, we win. Oh gosh, we we lost. I I, I it's maddening to me. It's driving me crazy. The more I talk, I should just get off the show. I'm getting more pissed the more I talk about it. Well, goodness. Come on. And you know what's hard? I used to hate this uh, when I I was playing. I used to absolutely hate this. Sometimes you just get on an offense that's just not very good for whatever reasons. Maybe you're learning a new system. Maybe your line's not that good. Maybe your play color's not that good. There are reasons, you know, okay? And and throughout my career, I had situations, sometimes on the Jags, 
Uh, sometimes on the Redskins, sometimes on the Jets. Just not everything was right. And when you get into a pattern of not playing good offensive football, yet your defense is playing really, really well, you feel absolutely terrible. It's hard to swallow. You feel guilty. Because the one thing in, in pro football that you never want to do, okay, you don't want to let the guy next to you down. You don't want to let him down. You have a job to do. My job was to play quarterback. Your job was to play center. You never want to let your teammates down. And yet that is going on on this football team all over the place. Okay, yes, there's, we have good guys, and they're hardworking guys, and their character, and Tom Coughlin picked them, all that. But there's a lot of guys that are simply not doing their job, and it's costing us football games. Now listen, if you're just not very good, we get it. Your teammates get it. You know, if you're just not very good, listen, he didn't want to let you down, but he's just not this very team's he's just not good. This team's beyond that stage, though. This roster is better than it's been I in a know. long time. And that's, and that's the thing. The roster is better, but, you know, we see Sunday on Sundays, whether it's the kicker, sometimes it's the quarterback, it's that special teamer, it's, you know, it's, it's that defensive player. And you're not going to play a perfect game, but we're seeing a pattern of guys just falling short and, and having plays and different things that are happening that are costing us football games. And it's, it's tough to swallow. It's tough to watch. It really is tough to watch. I used to hate that feeling of knowing that I let the guys on, on the other side of the ball down, my defense down, or I let my offensive line down, or my running backs receiver when I played a bad game. It's the worst feeling of football, and there's too much of it going on with the Jaguars. Brunel Wydell here on Sports Radio 930. You're listening to The Snap. Thanks for joining us every Tuesday night, 6 to 8 p.m. We're talking about how guys feel after letting players down. And everyone in the locker room, knows which guys are pulling their weight and which guys are not. And like I said, this Jason Myers thing has been brewing since the preseason. I knew he wasn't going to make it through the season. The margin of error for this team to be victorious, even though their two of the three victories were by big, wide margins, I believe their, their, their margin for error is very, very slim. And if your kicker is not doing it for you. If your punter is shanking punts and giving away field position, those things are going to kill you. This conversation brings us back to Blake Bortles. I told you I spoke to Blake uh, before his press conference, and Blake, I went up to him and I whispered in his ear. I said, dude, what's up? He goes, hey, Dave. I said, you know, don't blame yourself for this one. This was a special teams. I said, but go in there and, you know, Say what you need to yep, say. and get out of there. But Blake Bortles is not going to be on this roster after after the March deadline. For you his, don't know that. Yeah, I do. No, you don't. There's sure one do. guy that know that would know that, or two guys who maybe, knows, and they haven't right, decided who yet. Who knows more about how Tom Coughlin ticks than Dave Wydell? Judy Coughlin. Okay. Well, you can yeah. ask Judy. Judy knows. You don't know. Which football guys do you know that know more about what makes Tom Coughlin tick than me? He, I'll tell you this right now. He doesn't He doesn't know what he's going to do with that position That's untru- untrue. You don't know that. You That's know untrue. That. I, I'm going to call him right now. You do that. I'm going to text and if him Tom right now. Co- and if we gave Tom Coughlin some truth serum, or we gave him a roofie and a roofie, not only would he be horny, but he would tell the truth. Okay, you're terrible. Um, Let's say we get in the no. playoffs. Let's say we get in the playoffs. Go ahead. And we win one playoff game, we lose the next. Do you replace your quarterback? Because that would probably Mark, be nine there or have ten been wins. far better quarterbacks replaced by coaches 
What if he then finishes strong? What if he lasts Or do four we not games? remember? Last four games, he just lights it up. He shows some, like, he just shows that, you know what? The kid has figured it I out. I think a player can always alter his destiny. Yes. Okay. Okay. In the short term. Okay. But I don't think this fan base, now after suffering through what may be a seven and nine season, possibly an eight and eight season, eight and eight will not win this division. Just I'm going to go on record and say that. <laughs> The Titans aren't going to let it happen. They're pretty good. Um, if this team gets to 8-8 eight and eight, but it does not get a playoff berth, I think it's in Tom Coughlin's head for him to say this about Blake Bortles. And when we come back, I'll tell you what Tom Coughlin's thinking. Like You're listening it. to this Mark Burnell and Dave Wydell right here. On the snap. Come on back now. And now, more of The Snap with Mark Burnell and Dave Wydell on Sports Radio 930 and SportsRadio930.com. You haven't been to the Recovery Zone. You need to get there. 108 Riverside Avenue. Check it out. Go see Joe, the owner, operator, and all of his folks there. If you want to find the better way to recover, if you're active, Young, old, or middle-aged, and you want to find out the right way to recover, head on over to the Recovery Zone. It takes a tiny bit of time. The treatments are 10 minutes long. You can get your body back where you want to be so you can be back in the game the next day. Many of the NFL stars are using it. Tons of Jacksonville Jaguars are headed over to the Recovery Zone. You should, too. 108 Riverside Avenue. Brunel drives by it a couple times a day. Um, We will get over there. We shall. And I'm going to watch you get in there first. Yeah. Because I think there's a little I shrink. I think it. there's there's only one negative in the recovery zone product. What? It's cold. It's really, very, really very cold. cold. Yes. And I, cold. I'm terrified of the cold. I skipped out a lot of treatments because I didn't want to put my any body parts into the extremely cold water, <laughs> if you know what I mean. So it's Dave Wydell and Mark Burnell here on Sports Radio 930. Thanks for joining us here on The Snap, 6 to 8 p.m. We're not Tuesday first night. anymore. Well, then you're last. If you're not first, you're last. Well, we're not quite last. If we would lose the tiebreaker to the Titans, if obviously. You mean if they were calculating who goes to the playoffs? Yeah, for the if, AFC if they South had today? right now, we would. Uh, so that, so we're not exactly tied for first. Listen, the Titans, Jags, and Texans are all three and three. Titans would go to the playoffs if they had to decide right now. Boom. And deservedly so. Yes, they're, I think they're a good football team. Of course, Marcus Mariota being in the mix helped them. Derrick Henry had a big, big, big game, by the way. Yep. Um, And we'll get to face him again. But this weekend, thankfully this team is away. Andrew Lux Colts. Oh, wait. Maybe not Andrew Lux Colts. Jacoby Brissett's Colts. Jacoby Brissett, formerly the third-string quarterback of the New England Patriots. Remember when Tom Brady was on suspension and Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt, Jacoby Brissett came in and won a game for the New England Patriots. I I think I'd rather face Andrew Lux Colts. Than Jacoby, than Jacoby right sounds now. sounds crazy. Jacoby's a little, little mobile. Andrew's been out of there for a while. Probably very, very rusty. It wouldn't hurt my feelings if, if Andrew played. I know he's good, and we haven't seen that good in, in some time. I think we'd absolutely get after Andrew Luck if he played. I think so, too. The trend line says we win this game because that's how, in, that's how consistently inconsistent we are. <laughs> and... Um, what happens if they go in there and lose? Uh, you know what? If can they, that happen? Can that happen, absolutely. Mark? Absolutely. How would no that happen? 
Question. How would that happen? Well, if if they somehow, this is what they're going to do on defense. They're going to do their best to shut down Leonard Fournette, and they're going to make Blake throw. All right? They're going to make Blake throw. If Blake is really off, all right, poor decision. Let's say it's a three-interception day. Mm-hmm. Okay? And let's say Jacoby Brissett on offense, mm-hmm. you know, he gets outside the pocket or gets a couple plays, you know, He's not giving ordinary, away games. Jacoby's not giving no, away not games giving away and away Andrews. Games. So of course absence. it could happen. Of course it could happen. Listen, we lost to the Jets. All right, the Jets are not better than us. They were on that day. If we lost to the Jets, we could lose to the Colts. They are two and four right now. The two teams that they beat are the Browns and the 49ers, All right, who have not won a game yet. Yeah. However, it is not the best team. It's the <laughs> best team on game day that wins. And perhaps all this frustration and perhaps there's some finger pointing, some anger, bitterness, all this stuff going on in the locker room, don't think that that doesn't, that doesn't carry over to the next game. It very well can. And I'm not saying it is. It, it will. I'm just saying that on Sunday you have to come to play because even the Colts can beat you. Absolutely, they could beat you. Well, if the New York Giants can beat up the Denver Broncos, who won the Super Bowl a couple years ago, after starting out 0-5, you better better have your ducks in a row when you go up to uh, Lucas Oil Field Stadium. And I'll say this, too. If if we by chance lost to the Colts, okay, it will be more than just a, a, a kicker that gets released. All right? It will be more than a, than a kicker. If there's one one joker on special teams, one joker on offense, whatever it is, it's just not doing his job all right, consistently. If there's one guy out there, Tom's going to make some changes. All right? And that'll be a little different than just cutting a kicker, which everyone expected him to be gone eventually anyway. I mean, um, it's just too important. you got to do your job, and if you don't do your job, there's somebody out there that wants your job that perhaps could do it better than you, even though they – they're not on a football team right now. Pretty good guy rushing the ball for the Indianapolis Colts. It's Robert Turbin, who's got 300-plus yards on the season, suffered an elbow injury Monday night in the loss to the Tennessee Titans. He will miss the remainder of the season with his arm injury. So one less decent player that we have to face, making maybe Jacoby uh, Brissett's job a little bit more difficult. Yep. But, yes, I agree with you. Um, this team should win this game. However... Teams, you know, teams respond when they start off poorly. The New York Giants wanted a piece of the Denver Broncos. Yes. <laughs> their defense came out on f- with their hair on fire. They did. I mean, they, they really did. Yep. And the Denver Broncos have a great team this year, great defense. Simeon's playing okay. Um, and, and they couldn't get it done on Sunday night in a game in which everybody was watching at 8.30 p.m. I feel the league. same it's way about league. this team – our team going on the road against the Colts up in the dome. It's um, yeah. I, I mean, I have some. I have some concerns. Um, listen, I, I, I want to be better than eight and eight. I want to be better than seven and nine. You know, because we've we've shown that we can we can do that. We've got to find a way to stack some wins together. All right. The the defense carrying this football team, it's not sustainable. All right, you, you can't ask them week in and week out to carry this football team. And they're doing a great job. But special teams, of course, 
our offense, more specifically, our passing game has to step up. I'm watching that Rams game. Now I'm sitting next to John Osher up there and Sam Kavaris, and we're just talking back and forth. And I thought, you know, we got a close game. We're in the fourth quarter. If we just found a way for our passing game to step up, and Blake Bortles just had one of those moments where everything comes together, and in the fourth quarter we just go out, we get 10 points, all right? A couple of touchdowns, whatever it is, and we win this football game. What that would have done, okay, not only for our offense, but for the entire team and this fan base, I'm still waiting for that moment where the kid who has been scrutinized more than anybody else on this football team, benched in training camp, inconsistent, but has had some really good moments, I was really hoping for a game where he just stepped up and just got comfortable. You know, we've seen it, Dave, out there. You know, against the against the uh, Ravens. Goodness, he was comfortable. He was poised. He was relaxed. He just went out there and played football. I was hoping in that in that second in that fourth quarter of, of uh, Sunday's game that he would somehow tap into that, win this football game, and boom, here we go. It didn't happen. It just didn't happen. And uh, I guess you know. And and so we'll see going forward. Perhaps it'll happen against the Colts. And if history repeats itself, it will. It's our turn to win. Brunell and Wydell here on Sports Radio 930. Thanks for joining us on The Snap, 6 to 8 p.m. every Tuesday night. I told you I would tell you what was on the old man's mind. <laughs> Can we start? Is it okay if we're uh, 10 miles, 12 miles away from downtown to call to refer to Coach Coughlin as the old man? Yeah, sure. You don't play for him anymore. You can't be fine and you can't be cut. He still has my number. Well, he could yell at you then. He could, and but You're never you know, too far away to get yelled at. I, I, I never, I wasn't very hypersensitive when he yelled at me back then, Actually, as you know. I, <laughs> I ran into, into him at the at, uh, in the bathroom. Yeah, <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> and, uh, <clears throat> so I just I just walked by him, and he's in the stall, and I just kind of gave I gave him a shoulder, kind of pushed him forward, you know, like we used to do, and yes, you yes. know, when we, were, when we were teammates. I figured, you know what, I could probably get away with it, so I kind of gave him a little shove. I said, hey, coach, what's going on? And he kind of just looked at me like, oh, I hate you. He turned slowly. <laughs> did it, did Coach Coughlin? Did he reach over to the the bottle with the green the green liquid in it and pull out a? And pull out a comb and brush his hair. <laughs> no, I didn't. he seems to be that kind of guy. No, I didn't. I just, I well, tell I'm you, sure he'd love to he's see awesome. you. He's awesome. But he's struggling with this. Oh, there's no question. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's got to be painful for me. <laughs> and, and, and it doesn't, he just doesn't like losing, you know? Nobody should. If well, you're, no if you're should. in professional football, nobody should. But Tom always took it so hard. Like, there was no 24-hour rule with no, Tom. there wasn't. It was... Tom was upset, frustrated, and ticked off uh, for whatever reason about a loss until we got another win. Yes, and that could have been a week or two weeks. It could have been a week or two weeks. It could have been, you know, in 95 and 96. It was, was, you know, many times, you know, a a month. But, uh, boy, what a a competitor. And he's got to be frustrated with this. And and, uh, obviously there's some things that he likes, but... But uh, the special teams, he must have just drove him crazy. It does. Well, because he doesn't look at that as – he understands how important a, a, a piece of the team is. But 
you can't afford to get anywhere you want to get to go with the special teams losing a game for you. Right. He looks at it as... Should never happen. Correct. Should never now, happen. I promised our listeners I would tell them what Tom Coughlin was thinking because I've known... I'm, I'm the only person in Jacksonville other than someone that has Coughlin attached to the end of their name. <laughs> no one knows Coach Coughlin better than I. For better or for worse, that's what it means. My relationship with Coach Coughlin is almost is longer than that relationship that I have with my wife in our married life. But I've known Coach Coughlin as long as I have known my wife, Sean. And who do you know better than your wife, Mark Brunel? No one. Who do I know? <clears throat> Nobody. No, no right? Well, I've known Mrs. Wydell since 1983, and that is the fateful year in which I met and was united with Coach Coughlin the offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach for the Boston College Eagles when I was a young freshman. You do go back. I know what makes him tick. I know what buttons to press on him to get certain reactions. He <laughs> knows what buttons to press on me to get the best performance out of me, a skinny white guy from South Catholic High School who showed up at Boston College and who Tom Coughlin told me my freshman year. He goes, you know, you can be a pretty good football player if you want to do everything you need to do. <laughs> and I said, and, and at the time, I wasn't mature enough to, to understand that. <laughs> I don't think I understand it. Could you explain that to but, me? Uh, maybe someday. But after he left, I understood what it meant. And what it meant was this, is that if you have a certain level of talent, that can be developed. And he is willing to develop talent. You agree? Absolutely. Well, I mean, he brought you in here, traded for you. Yeah. And you, you were raw. Oh, there's no question. You were incredibly raw. But Coach Coughlin saw something in you and, the, and Ron Wolf at Green Bay, who he, who he colluded with, <laughs> knew that there was something in you that could be developed and they were hoping that you could be a franchise quarterback in which you became under his tutelage. Mm-hmm. Tom Coughlin does not feel that way about Blake Bortles. <clears throat> not his guys, basically what you're saying. Tom Coughlin Blake, did not, not tell Blake's me guy. this. I did not dream this, but I can tell by his responses since he has been re-signed by the Jaguars to be the executive vice president of football operations that Tom Coughlin has a vote of no confidence, mm -hmm. just like on Star Wars, with Blake Bortles. So... Like the Jason Myers move of keeping him on this roster and not replacing him before the regular season, I believe Blake Bortles is the hot, a hot seat is a word, is a phrase that's overused. I don't think Blake Bortles has the confidence of anyone, including Dave Caldwell, on this staff and the executive staff. I can see it in Tom Coughlin's eyes mm -hmm. when I've asked about it, asked about it indirectly before. I can see, I can see the body language, and everything else. Tom Coughlin has no confidence in Blake Bortles, but don't expect Chad Henney to replace him unless you lose two or three games in a row. Unless it gets really bad. Unless it gets really multiple bad. Multiple interceptions, we'll at, multiple turnovers, yes. I when we come you. back, we'll take a very detailed look at the remaining schedule. This team is 3-3, three and three, 500 right now. And yes, that's an improvement from last year, matching the win total. But the expectations are far greater. You're listening to what? This was the lowest attended game 
in Shad Khan's era. Is that correct? That's correct. That's correct, Coach. <clears throat> interesting. Very interesting. Very, I wonder where everyone was. I mean, the guy, the people that were there seemed to be having a good time. What will be re- really telling is the attendance of our next home game. If this is, you know, if this is just a one time, it was right. a four o'clock game. You know, they've had enough football. They stayed out in the parking lot. Who knows? Uh, protests, mad at the Jaguars, mad at the NFL. I don't know. What's going to be telling is the numbers from the next home game. I think. That's a few weeks down the road. Remember, we'll go on the road to play the Indianapolis Colts this weekend, led by Jacoby Brissett, not Andrew Luck. And then we go on the road again, and we go up to the Midwest. Don't we head on over to the Cincinnati Bengals? Yes, we do. Andy Dalton and crew. What's going on with the with the, the Bengals this year? You know, they're struggling. Not as um, you know, typically it's it's last few years under uh, under Marv Marvin. They've uh, they've been pretty good. I think they're. Uh, just not playing good football, you know. The uh, uh, it's kind of like the Steelers this year. Just not quite the Steelers. They're just not quite the the uh, the Bengals. Still early. They can all figure that out, of course. But uh, yeah, it's a beatable team, that's for sure. Oh, and by the way, that game will be at home. The uh, the the deal is this: this weekend we play at the Colts and visit Lucas Oil Stadium, and then the team has its bye. Yep. Nothing going on that weekend in the bye week. Except the Florida-Georgia game, which will nobody wants to see this year right. either way. And then, of course, it's the Chargers at home, and this team will face one of the finest young talent, edge-rushing talents, Joey Bosa yep. of the Chargers. And that will be a big handful for our tackles, Purnell and Cam Robinson, after they did not play well this weekend. Remember, this team gave up five sacks this weekend. That means they matched the entire amount of sacks allowed in the first five games against one opponent. That was a little bit of a red flag. So you've got the Colts on the road, a bye week, Bengals at home, Chargers at home, at Browns, at Cardinals. What goes on in the next two, in the next five weeks? Well, let's, let's take the horseshoe, Mark. In the next six weeks, which is really seven weeks because of the bye, okay. from the Colts, the Bengals, the Chargers, the Browns, the Cardinals, and the Colts again, I think we can expect Andrew Luck to be back for the Colts, but that is not a definite. Right. What's the What's the high win potential for this team in the next six after going three and three in the first six? Well, let's see. They're gonna. I, they could beat the Colts. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. The Bengals, listen, the Bengals lost their first four. They've won their last two. One of those one of those games that they won was against the uh, Browns, uh, but they did beat Buffalo last week. Um, so I think they're kind of trying to figure it out. Um, and that's that's in Jacksonville, which is supposed to be an advantage, but I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know if it is. Uh, the Chargers, you know, you, I don't think you ever count out Phillip Rivers. Um, this team doesn't play well. well no, Philip Rivers doesn't play well against this team. Okay. And the secondary has just gotten better. Yeah. Okay. I, you know what? The next three, I'm two and one. I'm three and one. Um, three and two after the next five. And then the Colts again. And then the Colts again. I got to think. I, I got to think we're four and two after the next six. So you can be seven and twelve. I. Uh, seven and five. Seven and five. With four remaining games, all of them in December. All but one. I'm sorry. Big games against 
the division rivals, the Texans, December 17th, at the 49ers on Christmas Eve, mm-hmm. and on New Year's Eve at the Titans, who my guess will be the front runners right. in the division. And I'm hoping... Wouldn't that be great if that, that decided that, it? Sure. If that game well, decided what, it? Yeah. That'd Wouldn't we all awesome. love to see that? I don't know if we're going to see it. Three and three after six. Should have been four and two after six games going up to visit the Colts and Jacoby Brissett. A very, very winnable game, just like we said, that the L.A. Rams game would have been. Yeah. It's interesting. I mean, I remember last year doing this show, we'd always say, oh, there's a lot of football, a lot of football left. Well, you know what? There's only 10 games. I know that it's a lot of football, but goes so stinking fast. It's going to get interesting. And I still think I, – I, I think – the Texans or the Titans are going to figure it out, and one of those teams is going to make a run. I think it's going to be the Titans. I think they're only going to get better. they got to still have a young quarterback who I think is one of the best, maybe the best young quarterback in the game right now. Um, it might be hard to catch one of those teams. It might be hard to catch the Titans. I don't know. Just got a feeling about them. Well, you know how I feel about it. Even if this team does find their way into the playoffs, I don't think that Blake Bortles will be the quarterback after the March deadline where they have to commit to him with a guaranteed contract. If they um, don't, let's, let's, let's go down that road a little bit. Well, let's go down there. If, if they'd say, you know what, we're going to move on for Blake Bortles. They have one of two options. Go get a, a free agent, mm-hmm. and I'm guessing if they did, it would be a free agent because I think there will be some guys available after the season. There, May, you know, maybe. There will be. Maybe Eli is. Maybe the New York Giants want to part ways with him. Well, I don't see them parting ways with Eli. That, I or getting something getting something for him. But your guy, Drew Brees, is an unrestricted free agent if at the end of the year if they don't extend him before, before True. the end. And That's a possibility. And I believe he could be out there. Because I don't, think, I don't think the recipe for victory for this team in Tom Coughlin's eyes is to go out and get a new young quarterback in the draft. This – this take too long because of everything that's happened here uh the frustration lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once actually do i have to say yes you do in the car before my kids pta meeting really yes excuse me what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky i never win and tell well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Level and the impatience now. This, this fan base has been patient long enough. Why would you want to waste a year, a year and a half, to add someone, if they were available, like a Lamar, ja- like a Lamar Jackson at Louisville? Uh, Sam Darnold's going to go very, very high. Uh, the kid from UCLA is going to go very, very high. Um, by the time we're drafting, which will be somewhere, I'm guessing, between 14 somewhere in the middle. and 20. Somewhere in the middle. There aren't a whole lot of quarterbacks. Now, Josh Allen might be out there from Wyoming. He's got a great arm. But I don't think that that's in the plans for Coach Coughlin. I think if Coach Coughlin decided to get into the 21st century, <laughs> he would recognize he would recognize the job that John Elway did and go out and get yourself the one remaining piece of the puzzle. Yep. Because that's when good, I look across this roster, very good point. that's what this team needs. 448-0930. In the final segment, we'll talk we'll get your thoughts 
about what you think this team should do regarding Blake Bortles going forward because I think that's the last remaining piece of the puzzle. Thanks for listening. You're listening to Mark Brunell and Dave Wydell. On the snap. Come on. And now, more of The Snap with Mark Brunel and Dave Wydell on Sports Radio 930 and SportsRadio930.com. Final segment of The Snap brought to you by The Recovery Zone. If you haven't tried or are not using cryotherapy to recover as an athlete or fitness enthusiast, you are failing your own body. Cryo is the equivalent to taking a 20-minute ice bath, except it's done in three minutes. It's the more efficient way to recover. Talk to a Recovery Zone expert today. The Recovery Zone, located at 108 Riverside Avenue in Jacksonville. It's 108 Riverside Avenue in Jacksonville. Very near downtown on your way home on the river. Check out Joe over at the Recovery Zone. You know Uh, what? I think I'm failing my own body. I honestly have not worked out. I could be at six weeks right now. Not a run, not a lift. Nah, that's probably too many. Somewhere between four and six Do you weeks. not stretch with your Episcopal High no, School No, I do Eagles? stretch, but stretching is not a workout. It might be a workout for you, Dave, but it stretching is not a workout. Drinking a half gallon of water a, a, you know, <laughs> is, is not a workout either. Hey, I got to tell you, I had a great time watching uh, you coach, or is that what you called it, on well, Friday yeah, night? Right. Well, when, you know what? When you lose 61 to 13. Is that what the final score that was? That was the final. I, I stayed there and it was like 20-something to 13. At, at halftime, it was 33-13, to 13, and mm. then it just obviously got away from us. But, uh, I yeah, enjoyed I enjoyed watching you and Tony and Chris Luzar and Andy King and oh, the yeah, rest we of your coaching staff out there. I enjoy, well, I, this is what I enjoyed, and let me be sincere for a moment. Okay. I enjoyed seeing you guys giving back to kids that, you know, will never get that opportunity to be coached by former – Former NFL greats, and in your case, really former NFL greats. You know what's um, you know what's funny though is that these kids, you know they they know I played for the Jags, and you know they might most know of them weren't born. They weren't <laughs> they weren't born, so they don't. I like I'm just Coach Brunel. I'm not former Jag quarterback. Yeah, okay. They don't, you know. I mean, their parents remember me and stuff, and you know, and all that. But these kids didn't watch me play. No. You know, I mean, I, I could. Be, I'm like Bart Starr to them. You know, it's like <laughs> right. In that we same know category. who Bart Starr like is. That old, we never saw him play. Guy that used to play, but you know, it, you know, no one really cares anymore. Oh, that's how. I, that's what I am to my players. That is, it hurts. That me. is. Precious. But getting back to the workout thing, and this is why sometimes I don't work out. This is why sometimes I don't work out. When I work out, because uh, I I like to run three or four times a week. Okay. I like to lift weights, just machines, nothing too heavy. But you know, even doing that, it it hurts. Like the next day, it's my if I run too much, I my calves, it's my Achilles, it's my back, it's my shoulder. So there are times, you know, through the course of the year, well, I'll just stop for about a month, a little over a month. I'm not working out, but I feel great. It's not supposed to be like that. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, like I my do. body doesn't hurt when I don't work out. Right. And when I do work out, I feel good because I know I'm doing something and you know, I'm it's good for my heart, and it's good for you know, you know, being a guy and lifting weights. But man, it's painful when you work out. I don't know what to do. I need cryotherapy. What is it? What is it called? Cryotherapy. Cryotherapy. At the recovery That's zone. what I need. Or I you need maybe it. maybe even some hormone treatments. 
Just saying. <laughs> I think I could use yeah, them. That's the way to do it. Just take, just <sighs> take some drugs, put something in your body. That'll fix everything. How old are you right now? I forget. I'm 47. Are you and Baselli both 47? No, Baselli's uh, just turned 45. 45. He's two years younger. He turned 45. Yeah. I mean, this you know, you get to mid 40s, upper 40s, approaching 50. You got to think start about these it, things, you know. Well, I, I was very, very concerned about my health when I was three, pushing 350, 355 pounds. I was I, concerned for your health when you were pushing. I'm, and I'm glad you. And, and people that I cared about said said things about it. And said, hey, you know. You, know, you got to do something before you never know when something can happen. Yeah, you're now, right. I've reduced that risk right now, but I'm in the same boat as you are. I feel better when I'm not working I out. Know. It's, it's, it is quite painful, but I'll tell you what. If you own a business and you want Mark Burnell and Dave Wydell, the guys at the Snap, to lead a, a light fitness regime <laughs> at your gym uh, for the right price, we're, that can happen. We'll, come and we'll, we'll teach hot yoga. You'd love to do that. I know. Oh, that would that that would be that would absolutely we'll go out be for precious. A jog. We'll run to Taco Bell and back. Um, one one more observation about the Jaguars game. Do we have to talk about them anymore? Yeah, it gets me frustrated. Fans out there, yeah, are now not focused on this Jaguars team's accomplishments of being three and three. Yeah. But they're focused, many fans are focused on the anthem protest. And I do not work for the Jaguars. Mark does not work for the Jaguars. We're not on the payroll. Neither is Coach Harp of Harp on Sports, which you can listen to 3 to 6 p.m. every weekday here on Sports Radio 930. But I do know this. At some point, people are going to say, you know what, our guys have done the right thing. I don't know what the NFL stance is going to be. I don't know what Roger Goodell is going to say. But I do know this. Our guys offended uh, offended some, many, in Jacksonville Yeah. in a couple of different ways with their version of this, of this protest. And I'm hoping that they'll do everything that they can do to regain the confidence of the fan base here because I really think this team is close. I really think this team is one player away. I really think that the one player that they are away is not yet on this roster. So we are going to have to wait until next year for that to happen. And whether it is a free agent signing of a quarterback or whether this team goes out and gets the quarterback of their choice in the draft, I don't think Blake Bortles is going to be here forever. But I respect everyone's opinion and everyone's uh, freedom of speech to decide what they're going to support and what they're not going to support. I go to the games because it's in my blood. We go to the games because we were part of the foundation that brought the Jacksonville Jaguars right. here yep. to, ja to Jacksonville. I am confident that Tom Coughlin, and with me knowing him better than any other anyone else here in Jacksonville other than his own family, I believe that he truly and sincerely wants to finish the job that he started in 1995 mm -hmm. when he brought Agreed. guys on like myself. I agree. He brought me in not as, as an unrestricted free agent. He brought you in through a trade. He brought many guys. He did a great job drafting guys with Tony Baselli being the first ever draft pick for the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think that he will not rest until he finishes the job. But guess what? 
can't finish the job till next year until the quarterback situation is finished. They have all the other pieces in place, and I'm looking forward to supporting the team going forward as long as they understand the error of their ways. And I think Mark Lambing made it clear how this team felt today in regards to those protests. Yeah, I well said, Dave. I agree, and, and uh, I mean, you nailed it. You know, we we uh, we could be frustrated with this team and disagree on on who's starting, who's playing, and 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 can predict on who's not going to be here. One thing that is is not going to change is is our love and support for this for this organization for this um, for this football team. I mean, it's, it's it's in our blood. It's in our blood. It's who we are. I mean, I I, I love home games. I love home games. Before the games, I'll go in there. I'll I'll hang out with Dan Edwards, um, guy that's been there from day one, who's in charge of uh, uh, sports information. Uh, seeing Skip and all these guys, Mike Perkins guys that have been there since '95. I'll go in the stadium and I'll just sit there on the bench, talk to Lagerman, talk to Baselli, and uh, talk to some coaches. It's just that was such a big part of our lives. It's just I mean it's it's who we are and and we will always. And forever be connected to it, you know, in different degrees, obviously now. But uh, uh, just being around it, being in that stadium, around the the, the fans, it's uh, it's just part of our lives. I mean, the like the Brunel family, we we go to football games, and and uh, we will continue to do so. You'll continue to do so as long as those fifty and sixty year old females keep saying, "Boy, I loved watching you <laughs> when I used to wear a tank top." They leave me alone. They just don't leave me alone. <laughs> We had a ball tonight. Thanks again for joining us here. Join us every Tuesday night right here on Sports Radio 930. I'm Dave Wydell. He's Mark Brunel. We're part of the greatest center quarterback tandem in Jaguar history. Make sure to check us out next week right here on On the Snap. Come on back. WFXJ AM Jacksonville. WWJKHD2 Green Cove Springs. Brought to you by. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.